Welcome back to the Don't Stop Me Now podcast, where being negative can be a good thing and being positive can turn the world against you. Hello, everybody. I'm your HIV positive host, Ms. Jennifer Levon, and this is episode number 96. 96. Um, if you're watching me on YouTube, um, you can't see the bruising. I'm just going to talk about it. I still feel like I see it, but I'm blind too. So maybe you guys can't see it that well. Um, I had some Botox done like on Friday. Today is Wednesday and I had lip filler put in and I told him to put, I asked him just to put a little bit more in and I think he went <laughs> and did a little too much. So the next day after I had it done, my lips looked insane. I just looked crazy. I talked about it on Instagram. This is like five days later, so I'm still kind of bruised here and here, and I have this weird like lump. Well, it's not weird; it's the it's the filler, but it's not like smoothed out. It's like a ball. So I don't know if that's gonna get better or if I need to have part of it dissolved. I'm not totally sure yet. So, yes, I had uh, my filler and my Botox done by Dr. Struck, who's in Atherton. Um, Los Gatos and Morgan Hill. He's all over the place. And I have some friends that go to him too. I will say that he is super duper fast and he doesn't charge what most people charge. So that's why I go to him. <laughs> Not because he's super duper fast, but his, his prices are uh, reasonable with regards to Botox and um, filler. And I only do the filler like um, like every eight to nine months. So it's not that often that actually can be really expensive. But anyways, I got that done. Um, I want it before I forget, I want to thank N Victoria for the coffee that she sent me through Linktree. If you go to my Linktree, it's at, um, well, it's in my bio, but it's at pause Lee. I think, I don't even know what it's under honestly, but anyways, I have a thing on there that if you want to buy me a coffee, you can, and she did. So thank you. Um, I am going to go to my YouTube comments and get those out of the way. This last video has done really well, my last um, uh, podcast video. And more than likely, it's because I put a short on YouTube. It was the one where I was kind of, it's to that uh, Stevie Nicks song. Well, no, it's Fleetwood Mac. Um the river song. I can't remember the name of it, but anyways, it's real popular on TikTok, and, um, everyone uses it as their, um, it's kind of like a meme. And well, they, there's a bunch of videos, you know, it's the song that Stevie Nicks wrote about Lindsay Buck- Buckingham and how like their relationship is and was and all of that. And like, he had to sing this song back to her and it was literally the words that she wrote about the relationship. And there's this really intense moment on stage that they keep showing on TikTok where they, he was having to sing these words to her about how she felt about the relationship. And it's just, it's very cool to watch it. But anyways, I used that song on a short. Well, it was a TikTok and then I put it on YouTube as a short. And it was basically just about the fact that my medication is called, or not my medication, hello, Eric's medication, the one who I got HIV from is called Genvoya. And my name is Jen Vaughn. So it sounds like my name. Anyways, that video has done really well. Maybe I talked about this on the last podcast. Sorry if I did. But anyways, that it's got like a, I don't even know, like 140,000 views now. It's kind of crazy, which is a lot for my YouTube channel. So that's um, probably brought more traffic to my last podcast. Um, so anyways, um, I have some comments from la- that podcast. And um, 
This one says, Good day, mate. Got your story on my feed yesterday. Thought I'd have a look. I'll be honest, I probably won't hang around. I have a tendency to worry about a lot of people I don't know and follow their stories, and it gets pretty overwhelming to try to try worry about to I guess to worry about strangers but I do want to say you look great and really amazing after everything you went through to remain tough um wish you all the best and hope the channel blows up for you thanks for sharing your story well it's it's been seven years I don't think it's gonna blow up but that was really nice of um Kizza Gaming uh let's see Sherlock Holmes um, oh, this person recommends that I run outside instead of the gym. Once you get into the routine, you'll appreciate how much time you're saving. Not always possible depending on where you live or, or of course. Um, so here's what I have to say about that. I've always run outside like forever since college. It's, this is nothing that I haven't ever done. I used to run all the time outside. Uh, I prefer the gym for a myriad of reasons. Um, it's like a mile and a half from my house, so it's not far. Um, I walk in, I walk upstairs to the treadmills. There's always one available. I run for 20 minutes and I walk for five or something. And I literally walk down the stairs, get in my car and go home. It's like so fast. So, and if I decide to stay a little longer to do weights, then I do that too. But um, no, it's not time consuming at all to go to the gym. And uh, I don't know. I just don't, I'm, I'm over running. I used to run this route around my house all the time. And I just, I'm so burnt out on it that I just don't even feel like running outside again. Um, it's probably harder to run without a treadmill, without the assistance. The treadmill does help some, but I don't know. I'm sticking to the treadmill. I like it. Um, let's see. Someone said, congratulations to Owen, Abigail, Abigail, you had some other comments that I didn't like, so I deleted them, but thanks for congratulating Owen. Um, let's see. JC was fun. It's funny. She said, listening to you read my comments. I'm going to read, I'm going to read this one too, JC. Dang, I'm long winded. She says, sorry, I said the wrong daughter. Oh, it's okay. It was Ryan who had the cat scratch. Um, listening to all the judgmental comments. I'm just going to say I've been intimate with one man and I, and I married him. Yep. One. And yep. I know your jaw is hanging open. She's laughing. I'm also going to say it's nobody's damn business. How many people I've slept with um, or you've slept with, or Joe Schmoes slept with. Consenting adults are allowed to do just that consent. Ending on a, a, an LOL, I literally laughed out loud when you were talking about gay sex at Usain, and that's it. I was going to say that's the bottom line, bad choice of words. I know. Isn't it funny how that happens when you don't mean it to? Um, thanks, JC, for that. Um, hi, Jennifer. This is from Hamad Fun. Do I want to read this one? Oh, this one just is asking HIV questions. I'm not going to answer those. Um, it's it's like testing stuff. Um, oh, someone wanted to know about the products that I use on my face because I'm not far from your age. I will be 50 in December, and I swear I've got a lot more wrinkles than you do. Okay, well, like I just said, I use Botox, so that's one thing that's helping my wrinkles. Um, there's no secret cream or anything. Um, I do believe that... The lighting in here is helpful. Um, I definitely think that that is part of it. Uh, I look old as shit in my bathroom mirror. I'm telling you, I'm not happy about it and I look old. So it's just 
you know, it's this camera, it's the lighting, it's Botox. There's no secret anything, I promise you. Um, the shit that I put on my face is like probably not even good. I don't even know. Sometimes I just put like Target lotion on my face. I really like literally in my hair, everyone always asks what I put in my hair. Target brand shampoo. I don't even know. It's nothing special. I promise you. Um, and I wish I had a better answer. I wish I knew what like was really good. See, I keep, I keep feeling like I see a bruise here, but I'm seeing like double of me because I'm so blind. When I see myself in my camera, it's all blurry. Um, let's see. I think that's about it on the comments. Just some nice complimentary ones. I don't need to go through all of those. Okay. Um, so here's the deal. I spent all this time and a little bit of money to make the sound better in this room. So I bought these panels and stuff. And then I realized after the last podcast, even though people told me it sounded better, okay, clearly the podcast on, like if you're just listening to it through Apple or Spotify, it's gonna go through this mic, right? That's how it's gonna be, that's how it's being recorded right now on Audacity. But my camera, which is filming me, is like picking me up directly from the camera. So having this behind me and a whole open space right in front of me isn't going to fix that sound because we're still in a big open room. I would have to close off this whole area right in front of me and put these things here too. But you know what I realized? So stupid. Um, I have a clip on mic. So I don't know if you can see it or not. I don't want to touch it because you'll hear it. There it is. I just touched it. Okay, so I bought this clip on mic. I don't know four years ago and I've not used it for whatever reason. I think because in my closet I had never planned on filming myself for YouTube and then in my closet the sound was good because it's all enclosed. But out in this room it's not. So I did all of this for nothing basically. So I need to take all this down. I'm going to. But this is the last podcast with the black shit on the wall which is fine because I don't really like it anyways. Um, I know the sound is better with the mic because I already tested it it's a shit ton better. It's like, that's all I needed was the clip on mic or a lavalier. Lavalier mic is what they call these. I took radio, TV, and film in college. So that's what we called it back then. Okay. Um, I have some funny stories and, um, I've got some interesting stories. So what should I go with first? I think I will go with, what do I start with? I'm going to save. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you, I am speaking with the woman that most recently dated my ex and I'm going to get that's going to be my teaser I'm going to tell you more about that but I've got a couple little stories first okay so not stories first is a review the golden bachelor I love this show I love this okay if you guys are not watching this you should I gotta tell you I'm not really into the bachelors or the bachelorettes I don't watch them anymore I used to and then they just lost their, I lost my interest for whatever reason. Um, kind of, it's like the same thing over and over again. It is like a cookie cutter show. I mean, so are all the reality shows. I have specific ones that I really like, you know, like Survivor and The Challenge. But um, The Golden Bachelor, I thought I'd give it a try just out of curiosity. I'm like, I'm just going to watch one episode. I fell in love with this guy right away. Not like literally, but he's so sweet and endearing. Okay, so I didn't expect that he was going to be a widower, right? If you're a man, you're a widower. If you're a woman, you're a widow, right? 
I always get that. Why do I, I always knew that as a kid? Why do I get that messed up as an adult? Black widow is a woman. So yeah, a woman's a widow. So he's a widower. So his wife died. Uh, Gary talks about his wife's passing and how sudden it was. And he can hardly talk. He's so overcome with emotion that I'm thinking maybe this guy, maybe it's too soon. He shouldn't be dating. Um, but it wasn't like, I don't think it happened recently. He kind of talked about that. It was June that she had gotten sick or that she passed away, but I don't think it was just this most recent June. There's just no way that they, that his wife died. And then he's on the bachelor and they're showing it now in September. Like there's no way this had to have happened. Like maybe years ago, maybe last year, but I don't think it was just this last, I, like it wasn't June, 2023. Okay. So he is very emotional talking about his wife. Um, they have daughters that are grown. Obviously he's, I want to say he might be 70, maybe 71. He's a tall man, you know, a handsome man. He still got, got all his hair, just super kind. Okay. The women I'm thinking, I'm not going to be into this at all. No, they're a hoot. They're really fun. They are all older than me. They're all in their late sixties, like 70, 71. But you know what? <laughs> they all have the same concerns I have about aging. Aging sucks, they say, but they all feel young. So I like totally relate to these women, even though they're just a little bit older than me. I still feel like we're in the same realm, basically, basically, you know, one of the ladies came with a Easter basket with eggs in it, and she made some joke about like her eggs are maybe, maybe her eggs aren't fresh, but something, I don't know. It was so funny. It was like, yeah, I get it. I get the humor a hundred percent. Everybody's so endearing and actually like shit's getting real, like within the second episode. So, um, Anyways, I just highly recommend it. I think the women were funny and they, and they, they, uh, there's been loss on the women's side as well. There's like, these aren't women that like, you know, couldn't find a mate or whatever. It seems like for the most part, most of the women either had long-term marriages or also lost husbands. So there's like, they have that commonality between them, which is, you know, sweet too. Anyways, I can't wait to see how this plays out. The, um, they're showing like the, all the like, um, previews coming up and it looks like it gets really intense and he gets overwhelmed and they look overwhelmed and I'm curious to see what happens. Yeah. It's sad because he's going to fall in love with more than one person more than likely and they're all falling in love with him. So yes, I like the golden bachelor. I'm going to watch the whole thing. Okay. Um, I had a funny little thing happen. Well, first of all, let me tell you that there were dead raccoons on the road again. And I talked about this one other time in a podcast and someone told me that that's the city's job and it can be, I don't know if they use the word dangerous, but there can be like, it's not safe. They said to like be handling dead animals. And I mean, I don't know, like if you have gloves on, I don't know what the problem would be, but anyways, they just said, basically it's for the city to handle. Okay. So I had that in the back of my head as there was a new raccoon that had been killed right at the base of my kid's old school. It's where I work at an after-school program, but the, the school's kind of up on a hill. Then the street level, obviously, was where the raccoon was killed. He's in the gutter. So this happened on a Sunday. And by uh, Wednesday, he was still there. And he was all plumped up, you know, arms sticking straight up in the air because of the sun. It's 
really, really sad to watch this whole like decomposing process. I, 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 I can't see anything else when I drive by them. I don't know how everyone else passes by the dead raccoon. Do they just block it out? Do they feel nothing? Do they feel sad like I do? Do they wish somebody would pick it up? I don't know. I'm like, I feel like I'm alone in this because nobody does anything about it. So I, um, it's I, it's still bothering me, right? And then I go to work or I don't know, it was the next morning, it was Thursday morning. Owen and I go to leave in the morning and there's another raccoon. Not like maybe even less than 10 feet from this other one, dead. They're both like medium size. I feel like they were like teenagers. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? So I ask on Nextdoor, does anybody know who in the city is responsible for this? And I get a bunch of answers. Someone gives me animal control. By the way, animal control, just it's like a tree, a phone tree. And by the time I left a message, it didn't beep. You know when it says to leave a message and then it's just nothing happens? Then you don't know whether you're actually recording a message or not. But it, there was no beep. So I don't think um, that they got a message. So um, I'm up at the after school program and I said we had like there was like a moment where it was kind of quiet and I told one of the staff members I was going to walk down down the hill and put a couple gloves on and I was going to move those raccoons um, to the other side of the street where the slough is. And so I'm going to try to do this without crying because it made me feel really sad. Um, I walked down. There's a lot of cars that go by really fast in this area. There's a middle island and it's a very narrow, well, I don't know if it's narrow, but it feels narrow, but it's just like a single lane going one way and a single lane going the other way with like the, the island in the middle with trees and bushes and stuff. So I walked down and of course, when I get close to these guys, it's like, it's upsetting because I've been driving by them and now here I am standing right next to them and I'm going to touch them, you know? And so I get my gloves and I, they're on and I, I go to pick up the first one by his tail. And as soon as I lifted him up, like he's, they're really heavy. Um, it slipped because the tail was like the skin wasn't, it was coming loose. If you know what I mean? Like the skin was just, it was going to come right off, like slip right off the tail. Uh, yeah. The tail skin was going to slip right off the tail meat, I guess. I don't know. Anyways. Um, so I put him down really quick and then a car started to come and then you know what? This was a really sweet thing. The car stopped because they saw what I was doing and they let, uh, I don't know, at least four other cars got backed up behind them, letting me grab the raccoon by the foot and then carry it across the street. And um, I just thought that was really kind of them to wait. They saw what I was doing and I, I they got it, obviously. And so um, I put the one um, across the street and then I went and picked up the other one, did the same thing, carried it by its foot and laid them down by each other um, for them to, you know, just hopefully, you know, either um, go back into the earth, which probably wouldn't happen or, you know, be food for something else like turkey vultures that are definitely in the area. Um, and then they wouldn't get hit by a car trying to eat the raccoons. So anyways, that, that happened. Um, I just took care of it myself. So the raccoons in the road, I will continue to put on a glove and move animals. I'm just going to keep doing that because our city, someone even wrote on that next door thing that we're, um, understaffed and they probably, there's nobody that will really handle it. It's like, unless it's a dog or something speaking of, Oh my God, there was a white, Labrador, like a, like, or no, like a white shepherd, like a German shepherd, but white 
dead on the sidewalk on Freedom Boulevard. If anybody local listens to this, like Freedom Boulevard's in a, like a very busy road. He was he looked like he was sleeping on the side of the on the sidewalk, laying flat on his side, but he was he was dead. So yeah, I had to I made a phone call about him, but I went back the later that day and he was gone. So and he definitely was dead. Somebody was walking around him and checking him out, and the dog was not moving. So. Very sad. Okay, enough of the dead animal stories. Um, Okay, this one story, and then I will tell you about my new friend. Okay, um, so I was getting gas the other night in my town. There was a loud screech and then a crash. And I look up, and it's like 7 o'clock at night. It's dark, and there is a car that has now slammed into... I keep calling it the telephone pole. Not the telephone pole. It's the signal pole, you know, the big signal, and it's not the signal light, it's the signal pole that the lights are on, like the ones that are on the sidewalk that hang all the way over, like over the street, you know, because there's a signal that hangs like, you know, above the street. So anyways, they hit that dead on middle of the car. I don't know what happened. I think they made a left-hand turn lane and they they misjudged the street or they weren't paying attention or something, but they hit the sidewalk and slammed into the base of this pole, right? Um, I'm like, oh my God. And then people start slowly climbing out. So, and there didn't seem to be any screaming or craziness or anything. I, I didn't sense that anybody had been seriously injured. Um, and then I had to go get Owen. So, um, I went and got Owen, and when we came back, he was driving. I said, you know what? I wanted to show... Oh, hold on, Finn's one. Come on, come in. Come on, Finn. Come in. Yeah, come in. Oh, my God. He's sitting here. not. Walk- I don't know what you're doing. Come in. Yes. I know you don't speak English, but you understand. Come on. Just come in. Come in. There you go. Something was scaring him. I don't know what. Um, Okay, so I wanted to show Joey a picture of the car. And so I told Owen, I said, oh, you know what? Go to Doctors on Duty. Yes, this is the same Doctors on Duty that I was not diagnosed with HIV. By the way, it's time for me to take my pill. It's a little past nine. This is my pill, Devato. Um, It stops me from getting sick. It keeps the virus undetectable. I can't transmit the virus sexually. (laughs) Hold on. Even though everyone online um, doesn't believe it, but whatever. There's no cases of anybody undetectable transmitting HIV. If you find it, let me know. But that hasn't happened. The studies are they're they're concrete. Like the the studies were done for years and years, and it's all good. Don't worry. No one can transmit HIV when they're um, undetectable. Okay. So, anyways, um, I. Um, was I, I told Owen to go by doctors on duty, go to the back part of the parking lot. It is dark out at this point. There are, you know, all the, um, fire and police and everybody are there by now. The lights are flashing red at this point. Cause everybody has to go through it as a stop, stop sign. And I just, I said to Owen, just park. I'm going to hop out. It's been warm. The weather's been warm. I was in shorts and flip flops. And I said, I'm going to just go walk over towards the corner and just snap a quick picture <laughs> so I could send it to Joey so I could show her the car. Um, and basically it was a minivan and uh, the front end was still kind of wrapped around the front of this pole. So I get out of the car and I'm walking along. So the doctor's on duties on a corner and all around 
the corner of doctors on duty is landscaping it's grass and some little bushes and some trees and so i'm walking through the landscaping um <laughs> you know making my way kind of towards the sidewalk and it's dark but it's like no big deal i'm just walking through and all of a sudden i sink i freaking sink in like what felt like um I don't know, a swamp. My foot goes down a good foot in wet, muddy water. I, I, like, I didn't know what was happening. And so I go with my other foot. I go, I don't even know how far this is going to go. Is this like, a, like, what is happening? Like in the moment, it's dark. I can't see anything. And I'm sinking in wet, muddy water. And then my, uh, my other foot went in as I tried to escape. So I was able to pull my right foot out. That was the one that went all the way down to the bottom and it came out without my flip-flop. And I, as I stepped away with my right foot, when it touched grass, I was able to pull myself out of it. My left foot, I lost the flip-flop on that one. It just sat right on top of the muddy mess. So I looked crazy. I walked back to the car. I was laughing so hard. I said, Oh, and look, I've got poo-poo feet. Like I'm like, I did not expect to, I was just going to go take a picture. I come back and I'm covered in mud, like halfway up my calf. Um, wow, Finn, thanks. He just knocked everything off that bed. Um, so anyways, yeah, it was kind of funny. I had some pictures and video of it. I'm going to put it on YouTube. If you're watching this, you can see, um, yeah, what happened. It was just so funny. But anyways, I did get a picture of the car, which was not all that exciting. But yep, that's my flip-flop story by Doctors on Duty. Okay, so... Like I said, about two weeks ago, we think it's been about two weeks now, um, I had a woman reach out to me um, who basically said that, I know this is kind of crazy, and she was real careful, I would say, hi, Annie. Um, she knows I'm going to be talking about her. Uh, anyways, I think she was really careful to reach out to me, like she was maybe afraid like I would be mad. I'm not sure. But she was kind and really nice and kind of like, writing it in a way like, I don't know how you're going to take this basically. Maybe this is crazy for me to even be reaching out to you, but you basically um, are better off without him. Like we've, uh, something about, you know, we've seen the same man and you're better off. And I'm like, she said, you're better off without him. And I was like, well, I'm not even seeing anybody. She says, no, I know, but you were. And I said, oh, okay, they're talking about somebody from my past. I said, but who? Like, it could be, it could be lots of people. I don't know. Um, and she put his initials. And I said, oh, okay. So for those that don't know, I was in a six-year relationship with somebody that ended two years ago. And he's a real wiener about me, like saying anything about him. So I will not say his name because we don't need him getting a lawyer. But anyways, um, somebody I'd been with for six years. Um, no, he did not get HIV from me. Um, and we stayed together for five years after my diagnosis. And um, he's in Montreal. I'm in California. We had like a long distance relationship. Um, we did get married at one point. Um, kind of just to make his it easier for him to get into the U.S. Um, but I did love him and I enjoyed like that whole thought of him being my husband and all of that. And then um, COVID happened. He was home in Montreal during that whole time. It was eight months that we didn't see each other and he had an extracurricular affair. And that woman contacted me and I tried to stay with him. I just couldn't. It was too hard. And um, he'll say 
that he had all the right reasons to do what he did because I don't know because he didn't have like all the kids in the house and the animals that that's his reasoning whatever um saying that you're so busy with your house and your kids and your animals during COVID okay so that's a good excuse to go and cheat on your wife whatever anyways his logic is warped but regardless I'm happy I'm out of it um I've it's made me realize a lot about myself and men in general, just after that whole experience. So it's, it's a silver lining, even though the woman who reached out to me back then who had the affair with him was, um, really, really awful to me. She, the things that she said and how she treated a woman who just found out that she, I'd been getting cheated on by her husband, you know, that, that my husband had been cheating on me. Um, she didn't, handle like the situation in a very kind way she was very um tactless about it she didn't give a shit about me and my feelings it's like she wanted to hurt me even though um she was hurt because she didn't she wasn't going to get him he didn't want her he wanted to stay with me anyways it didn't work out between me and him him because i couldn't handle this whole affair situation uh, that had happened. I gave it a go for four months while he was here in California. But by the time he went back to um, Montreal, I couldn't do it anymore. It was just the anxiety was too much for me. I didn't trust him anymore. Um, and I, you know what? Uh, once I was out of it, I was happy. I was, I've been nothing but happy being on my own again and just having the freedom to do whatever the hell I want and not have to, you know, um, check in with anybody and all that stuff. And I'm sure he's probably relieved. He doesn't have to deal with all that stuff anyways, too. But he's always kind of a guy that ends up with a woman, which and ends up moving in with her. So because he did this with this woman, too. So Annie reaches out to me and basically tentatively, you know, is like, you know, writing to me. But I don't think she expected me to say so soon right after she wrote to me, hey, can we talk? And she said, of course. I called her immediately. I said, oh my God. So I'll just say we spoke for 45 minutes that night and it was like so easy to talk to her. I cannot even tell you. It was so bizarre. So she and I have not stopped saying this for the last two weeks. And by the way, we have not gone a day without ch chatting. We're, we're friends. Like we are friends. And, um, no, we don't talk about you all day, Mr. You-know-who-you-are in Montreal. Um, of course, a lot of discussion has been about that because he recently, um, I don't want to get too much into their whole thing. Just let's say um, she had a reason to get out of it and everything that I have talked to her about with regards to like what I saw, um, she saw as well and I know it's been comforting for her to talk to me. And honestly, it's been comforting for me to talk to her because it's like another person who gets everything that I saw and felt and she's like, gets it too, like 100%. Anyways, um, but besides him, she and I get along so well. We're very close to the same age. I think maybe we're a year different. Um, we like a lot of the same stuff. We just um, have very similar personalities. I mean, I think he has a type. <laughs> I think it's it's safe to say he has a type because even his ex, w not wife, but he has um, he has children, whether well, they're grown um, in another country. And I became friends with the mother of those two 
after he and I split, she reached out to me because she knew we had split and um, she was just very kind to me. And so um, we had a, we have, a, I mean, I could reach out to her anytime. She's very nice. She's in um, Germany and um, she's a friend of mine also too. Now we could have a Facebook group, the women of this man, I swear. I'd like to warn women to avoid him. Sorry, my son decided to vacuum right now. I hope that's not getting picked up in the background. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's about it. I just wanted to say that this is just so crazy. Like, who would have thunk that that whole experience, um, the affair and how that affected me and how um, it really gutted me. It really gutted me. I've never, I've never been through anything like that. Like I needed, and I've talked to Annie about that, like all of the parts of it and how it felt. And she's been nothing but like, God, so understanding. And it's nice to have somebody hear it for the first time from my side and be like, I don't know how you handled that, Jennifer. Like, I don't even know, like every little detail that I've talked to her about, she's been like, it's like, it's so crazy because she gets it. She's been with the same man. So um, she's just been really um, comforting. And you know that you have Annie, like so comforting. And at the same time, the way that the woman reached out to me, the one who has kids with him, um, how she was there for me, I wanted to be there for Annie because I know how it feels to go through this with him. And I know how cold he can be and how he can turn. And... Um, yeah. So, um, anyways, we, we're, we're like this, we're thick as thieves. I mean, she's the best. I mean, we've even talked about like vacationing. I'm not even kidding. So we will, I'm sure we will meet at some point. Um, she has a son who's 20. So our kids are around the same age. We talked about even like renting a house in Europe and, um, Annie, do you think we're going to do that? That'd be crazy. Wouldn't it? Um, go, go to Europe and, um, have all of our kids in this house. Now Ryan's going to hear this and go, Oh my God, mom, we have to go to Europe. But anyways, I mean, that's how she and I have been talking. We are friends. Like it's like, and that's the other thing. It's, it feels like I have known her forever. That's the other thing is it felt so comfortable right away that it's, it's, that's the eerie part. Um, yeah, so that's it. I don't really have much more to say. I, I, I told Annie I was going to talk about her tonight, but I didn't want to, um, get into a, a lot of detail about him because I don't want to deal with him and him having an issue with me talking about him. But, um, I, you know, she said, yeah, feel free to, you know, say whatever you want about me or whatever. That's what she said. And, um, so yeah, so that's it. It's a, it's a feel good story and I'm super happy about it. Um, hold on. I got to see how much time I have. I feel like this is kind of a short one. Oh, it is kind of, um, I don't really have a lot more to add. I'm, I might keep this one kind of short. Um, other than I hit my, um, weight loss goal of eight pounds. I was really like working hard on that, cutting back on all the, snacks and exercising when you kind of have to exercise even when you feel hungry it and then and then it makes it kind of go away and then you just go to bed and you don't eat so um yeah I wanted to get rid of these eight pounds before the Christmas season started and all the Halloween candy came around because I felt like I was spilling out over the top of my jeans and I can't stand it it really does make a difference eight pounds is all around my middle so it like I my stomach's flatter like my I can't grab all that you know fat on the back of my hips um 
it's just how I've always been. I don't like the way that feels, so I get rid of it before it gets out of hand. Um, and oh, I did have my date with my tattoo artist friend. Um, yeah, I'll just say we had a great time. We are, um, yeah, we have fun. <laughs> totally, we had a great time. And he'll be back in a month. And um, and I spent the night and skedaddled out of there at like seven in the morning. And um, yeah, he's, oh my God, I think he's 6'1". He's the most muscular person I think I've ever put my hands on. <laughs> and he's just 10 years younger than me. So he's not like a lot younger than me. But um, yeah, his muscles are, blech, God, they're so nice. Anyway, yeah, it's great to be single. I love it. <laughs> so um, thank you to um, the person who cheated on my husband, which was hard at the time, but it made me become a single person. And I love being single and I love my life right now. I'm just having a blast. So um, anyways, that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. Finn's ready for bed. I'm ready for bed. Um, I've been taking 10 milligrams um, every night of an edible. And my God, I my sleep is so amazing. So I'm going to go um, chew up one of those and get myself in bed and get all cozy. And um, I'm out of here. I feel like this was a terrible podcast. I'm sorry if this was just a shit podcast. I just, I needed to have a new one. And um, well, here it is. I hope it's okay. I hope you guys like it. <laughs> Anyways, okay, you guys. Have a good one. I will be back as soon as I can. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to be notified for any of my upcoming podcasts, be sure to subscribe. If you'd like to help this girl out, then please rate, review, and share my show. Thanks, guys.